0: Okay, so the questions are all kind of about different ways to meditate, the different methods, the different techniques, the path of meditation, what is it that we're doing. So I'll begin describing that maybe by talking about the overview or the basic idea. So let us say that we are all wandering in the desert. The desert, it's really hot, it's dry, we're dying, it's stressful. And we hear that there's this oasis of water to be found. And I actually have a little GPS that I can see where the oasis is on my iPhone. And we're all connected by the Find My Friend app on the iPhone, so I can see where all of you are. So I can look on my phone and I see where each one of you is in relationship to the Oasis. To this like, fresh, clear, life-giving drinking water that you're all searching for so desperately. So if I looked at that app and I said, okay, go east. Some of you would be moving more towards that Oasis but some of you would then be moving farther away from it. So some of you need to go east, but some of you actually need to go west to get to the water. Some of you need to go north, some need to get south. Yeah, and I could start by giving you a general direction of how to start walking towards that water. And then as we go, we'd have to start refining. Okay, now go a little bit more south, a little bit, you know, because you could still miss it. You know, even if you're getting close, you could still just walk right past it. So you still need to kind of, Refine that to get closer 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 until eventually you yourself see it and once you yourself see it Then you don't need me anymore. Then you can just walk towards it because you know what it is So this is my Simile for the overview of what we're doing here is that there's this beautiful peaceful restful healing mind that you can all experience that you all want to experience, that you are all desperate to experience, actually. And if I were to guide any one of you, I could tell you some general things like, oh, it's more towards the middle of the desert, you know, but I would have to individually also kind of course correct everybody to get you to that place. So the path of meditation, although the end place, it's one place everybody will need to take a little bit of a different path to get to that place. So our paths are very unique. They're very individual. We all have to follow a very different path. But the place that we get to, it's the same place. And the reward is the same. So that being said, there's different ways to kind of adjust yourself. And... The Buddha talked about it. He said that, you know, sometimes if we're trying to meditate, we'll be a little bit restless, right? The mind is going too much. Or we get drowsy. We start to get sleepy. Or we start to feel very disinterested and bored in what's happening. Or our mind is filled with, um, with fantasies, right? We're thinking about, we're daydreaming, thinking about other things that we want to do. Other, you know wishes that we have or it's filled with ill will sometimes we sit and we have arguments that we had in the past with people or there's noise outside and we're getting angry at it or my leg hurts and we're getting angry that there's all these different kind of things that can get in the way of the mind there's different pitfalls there's different um, obstacles and it's important to kind of slowly start recognizing what these things are And the more and more you start to find what the middle is, you'll know if you're a little bit too far into the sleepiness, if you're a little bit too far restless, if you're a little bit too far fantasizing about things, if you're a little bit too far resisting and being upset at things. So slowly through the practice, you start to understand where you habitually find yourself. Um, And then I like to say to people, for instance if you find that you're often tired when you sit down to meditate it means that you're living your life in a way that's too exhausting for you right there's a lot of people they wake up they drink the coffee right they go 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 they're drinking more coffee or they're smoking cigarettes or they're doing things or they're pushing themselves they're really filling their body with different substances and really mentally kind of whipping themselves like a chariot you know driver go 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 until they pretty much run themselves down to the end of the day, and then they kind of crash and fall asleep, and then they do it all again the next day. And this is why some people, they get burnt out, is because they run themselves down until, right, like the car, you can only drive on the wheels so much before it just kind of runs the, runs the wheels down and the wheels pop, they can't take anymore. So we start to run ourselves down. Um, so if you find that when you sit to meditate, you feel that you're very run down, it means that the way that you live your life has to change. You have to maybe give a little more space, relax a little bit more in the things you do. Don't be so driven to achieve. And, and you also have to look at why, right? Some people want to achieve because it feels good. Some people want to achieve because they want to prove something to somebody or themselves. Some people want to achieve because they feel not good enough all the time. So they're trying to achieve because that's just trying to get away from the feeling of not good enough. So there's many reasons one could want to achieve, for instance, right? So, and that's just one of the many different reasons one could be pushing themselves, which would create exhaustion, right? So any single thing that you find, say you find that you're fantasizing too much, right? So maybe that means that you're not finding fulfillment in your daily life. Maybe that means you always think the grass is greener somewhere else, yeah? Maybe it means that you're just not really speaking out what you want ever, So you will hold that in, you know, and then why would somebody hold things in? Because they think that their feelings, their emotions, their sense of self, whatever's going on in there, they feel like they're afraid of getting rejected if they present themselves. Or they're afraid that they're not allowed to, or that it's not polite to be able to speak what you need, or that you won't be loved if you express yourself. So if you find that you're in fantasies, again, there's many different reasons that you could be habitually in that state of mind, and then there's many different causes to that reason, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's like a filing cabinet, it kind of opens up and then there's more files and it kind of keeps going down. So when you find for yourself, kind of, where am I? Um, I personally found myself in the monastery, I would be sitting and I would be breathing and I would see that I would almost be trying to, to hold on to my breath. I'd be trying to get meditation out of my breath, right? So the instruction is to breathe, right, and relax. But I would be breathing and I would think, okay, if I can just hold on to the breath tight enough, I'll get relaxation. Right? It sounds weird, but this is what was happening inside of me. And I was just getting really stressed out. I was getting agitated. I was getting frustrated. And the more that I started meditating and watching myself doing that, the more it's like, well, what am I? what is this actually about? What's happening? And I saw, oh, I'm trying to control this. I'm trying to grab really tightly to get this thing that I want. And then I kind of could step back and look at my life and say, oh, this is actually how I live my life often. This is what I'm always doing, is I'm often trying to grab onto things that I want. Um, I'm trying to push things. I'm trying to force things. I'm in Aries. I don't know if that's part of it, right? But the Ram, right? Right. I'm pushing, I'm forcing. I'm impatient, right? Uh, Trying to get immediate results for things. So this quality, my way of relating to my world Reflected directly in how I was trying to meditate And when I took a step back from that It really opened up a whole series of deeper issues in myself One, right, not being able to trust To trust that everything's going to be okay Right, one is my fear of not being in control Right, if I'm not in control Everything's going to go wrong or I'm going to die or something So I always have to be in control Yeah, that, um, that my effort determines, you know how results go across the board you know even though of course right if it's raining outside you could do whatever you want it's gonna still rain you can't control everything you know so I started breaking that down deeper and then seeing actually deeper emotional issues that I had inside and through the course of my practice and identifying these I also started to have to slowly shift and heal and process those issues and then once those issues were solved then I noticed also my meditation was starting to shift And also simply the more that I practiced meditation and I just would breathe and I'd say, just let go, it's good enough, it's fine, it's good enough, it's okay. I'd start to let go and I'd start to feel more relaxed. Then in my daily life, something would come up and I would also say, it's okay, it's good enough, you can let go. So I started learning what is my medicine, what is the antidote to the, the blockages that I have. And I could apply them equally in my daily life and in my meditation because it's the same mind. The mind that you take into meditation, it's the same mind that you take to the supermarket. If you're sitting in meditation and you're like, oh, I don't know, should I be following my breath more or less? Am I breathing hard enough? Am I doing it right? Am I not? The doubting mind, right? You probably go to the supermarket and stand in front of the salad dressings and say, oh, I don't know. Should I get ranch? Should I get Caesar? Should I have balsamic? Oh, maybe they have organic. Well, I don't know. Should I even get salad dressing? Should I just make my own? Yeah, it's the same mechanisms in your mind that you watch in meditation are the same ones that you greet the world with. That's your relationship. So meditation, it's really cool because you're just sitting inside of your own space. So there's nothing else going on except you and your relationship to the world. Yeah, so you're really just inside with your own mechanisms and you close everything off and that's it. I think that's why meditation is hard for a lot of people is because say you're very used to escapism. So you're sitting, usually in, in life, if something's not going your way, maybe you'll go and drink some alcohol, maybe you'll go watch Netflix, maybe you'll go eat, open the fridge, right? Or go find someone to talk to, right? Distract yourself. And then you sit down to meditation and suddenly you're like, oh crap, it's really hard to distract myself because I'm just here. So then you'll go off into fantasies. That's how you'll distract yourself, right? But then after a while, you're like, okay, I just sit here and daydream the whole time. Is that really what this is about? What what am I doing? And then you kind of come back to sitting here and you feel really uncomfortable, you feel irritated, you feel agitated, you're kind of trying to get out of your skin. Yeah? And it's like, why am I at war with the present moment? What's going? What's so bad? I have this crazy restlessness. Why? Nothing's happening. What's wrong? Yeah? And then we start to really get down into our subconscious. We really start to get down into our mind. We start to really have to face ourselves and deal with things. So the path of meditation, it's really that path. You start to open up a lot of mental and emotional issues in yourself, and also see what are the mechanisms that I've created around those, what are the beliefs that I hold, and how are those informing the way I live my life. Yeah, so it really, it's almost like a deep um, psychotherapy on yourself somehow, but also with practical application, because if you can shift the way that you relate to your meditation, you'll also notice that the way you relate to your life shifts as well. There's... A couple parts of that process that I would call it's more like the form so that's why like we sit here in a way that we feel comfortable and relaxed right there's just like this form of meditation Um, you'll see in some of the billboards you see people with their hands in what's called mudras right like making the okay sign right or touching the the ring finger to the thumb and kind of sitting upright with their eyes closed and looking all peaceful and relaxed on a beach somewhere right Um, so I would say that that's called bullshit. (laughs) So, yeah? So, if I was sitting out on a beach and somebody was taking my picture and paying me a lot of money to look happy, I could do that very easily, right? But if you go to the monasteries, you just see people sitting with their hands in their laps, their eyes are closed, and these are the people that are really getting to the deep places of meditation. I've never seen any actual meditator doing any weird thing with their fingers, having any special... There's nothing special about the body. The body just sits there like a lump. Yeah. So you sit there. Your back is more or less upright just because that's good for the awakeness that you're going to feel, for your breathing. It opens up your breathing. And also, the more upright you sit, you're not going to have back pain later, right? And so you can adjust how high you're sitting because of that. Hands. I have seen people that they put... um, Like in Thailand, the instruction for the monks, they say, you know... Right foot over left, right hand over left, back straight, eyes closed. You know, that's their kind of way of just giving these very condensed instructions. So right over left, right over left, back straight, eyes closed. Yeah. In um, Zen monasteries, they sit with the hands on top of each other with the palms almost touching. And then every time they feel the palms, t- the, sorry, with the thumbs almost touching. And every time you feel the thumbs touch, then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm losing my concentration. So they use that as almost a way to remember to stay awake. You had to stay present. Um, The way that I sit, that I for myself have found is the best, is I sit in a cross-legged-like fashion with one foot in front of the other. This is called Open Lotus. Um, So I've practiced with some real meditation masters coming out of Burma that spend 30 years meditating in the jungle, 12 hours a day, like meditation marathon people, and that's their life. Yeah, so it's not like there's an end to the marathon They just That's their life, they meditate all day And they sit in open lotus It's just really simple, one foot in front of the other Knees on the ground, it's very stable It's open And then I just put my hands down on my thighs I just put my hands, just let them drop right where they are This for me Gives me just this feeling of openness and surrender Personally um, Which is part of my path Is to stop trying to control Is to surrender So this is just my body's cue, like surrender, let go, yeah, um, my teacher once told me, you know, if you're feeling too hot, you can open your hands, because it's letting the heat out, if you're feeling cold, you can put the palms down onto the knees to keep the heat in, I don't know how accurate that is, if I'm hot, I try to, I don't know, wash my face, put some water on my face, turn on the air conditioner, go outside, um, if I'm cold, I wrap myself in a blanket, so I haven't personally found that my hands controlled my body temperature, but it's part of it, right, um, so I would really say that at the end of the day, things like this don't really matter, especially when you're beginning. It's more like, how can I feel comfortable? How can I feel stable and centered and grounded? Um, so I would really, for yourself, knowing that the direction that you want to go, it's towards peace. The direction you're trying to get to is relaxation. Um, you're working on, on moving to a place where you're not controlling, where you're not forcing, where you're able to be, to surrender, to open up, to be soft, to be gentle. And that's kind of where meditation is found, in that softness, gentleness, harmlessness, peacefulness. So if you're sitting there and you see that you're kind of fighting about something in yourself, then you could say, oh, fighting is not part of meditation. So what do I need to do to stop fighting? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, if my leg really hurts, sometimes the best thing to do is move my leg a little bit, you know. If I have pain in my leg, oh, then just move your leg, and then the pain stops, okay. But maybe you've moved your leg like 20 times and it's still not working, and then maybe the way to surrender is to say, right, okay, pain, kill me, right? Let's see how bad you're going to get, because obviously no matter what I do, it's not good enough for your leg, and I'm tired of exhausting myself, trying to make you feel better, so I'm now going to instead forbear you. I'm going to practice patience, I'm going to practice just being with you and seeing what happened. Not letting you control me anymore. Yeah, Taking back the reins and saying, you know what, things are going to be unperfect, things are going to hurt. That's called life. Life is kind of like that 50-50. Some things are great, beautiful, awesome, open, wonderful. Some things are painful, horrible, sad. Yeah, And we can't really control that they're both a part of life, intricately woven into the fabric of existence. Right pleasure and pain, happiness and sadness. Yeah, it's all in there together. So it's really for us just to see what can I do to find that balance in myself. Yeah, sometimes that means I need to be a little bit more soft and gentle with myself. Sometimes I need to open up and trust more. Sometimes I need to wake up and sit up a little straighter. Yeah, sometimes I need to give myself some love, right, and shift something, shift my position, tell myself it's okay. If meditation is really too much for you, then try not meditating. Then just sit there with your eyes closed and just relax. Don't even meditate. Yeah, so sometimes it's about self-love, letting go of ideals, of what you should be, should be doing, right? Hitting yourself with that should stick. Yeah, you should be, you should be, yeah? Say, no, you know what? I don't have to do anything. I'll just sit here and relax. Yeah? So sometimes it's letting go, sometimes it's putting effort, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. Yeah, we're all trying to find our way to that place and we're all coming at different angles. We all have different quirks and sicknesses and illusions and things that we're working through. And that's all very unique. So we have to kind of be a little bit self-responsible in that as well. And then when you start to get up against it, then you start to have questions that are very specific to your journey. Somebody will say, right, I'm always getting tired. Somebody will say, I'm always getting restless. Somebody will say, I'm very angry. Somebody say, oh, I just I can't do it. I feel like I'm giving up. Yeah, and that's when I feel a teacher or a guide is good, because you know then they know. Oh, well, this is tiredness. Here's how to correct tiredness. Here's how to correct giving up or frustration. Here's how to correct anger. Here's how to correct. Yeah, that when you start identifying your your tendencies, the habits of your mind. Yeah, the habits of your emotions. Then you start to know specifically what is the theme that I'm working on. Here now, at this part of my life, or maybe my whole life, and then also it's easier to start giving feedback and also for you individually to see what do I need to start learning and working on. Yeah, Does that answer all the questions more or less. Breathing, breathing, what about the breathing? Ah, uh, yeah, so kind of following along um, similar lines, I would say that breathing. In the practice of meditation that I'm teaching, which would just be Anapanasati, which is in and out breathing from the Buddha, it's um, called Samatha, which is just the practice of relaxation, centering the mind, um, absorbing, the mind absorbs, it concentrates, it comes together into one place. The breathing is generally in and out through the nose in a very just relaxed, automatic way, right? When I begin my meditations, I always have people breathe in through the nose, fill up the body, breathe out through the mouth. I find that this really gives the body just nice cues to begin relaxing. I know for myself, whenever I'm stressed, I'm like, ah, like I always sigh through my mouth. I'm like, ah. If you're frustrated, if you're stressed, I always feel that I start doing these, these mouth exhalations. So for myself, I've just noticed that and said, okay, this is a way to just relieve stress, release energy and emotions. So I always begin my, my meditations by breathing in through the nose, filling up and breathing out through the mouth just to release, to relax, almost to sigh out all of the restlessness and everything that you're done with. And then once I feel relaxed, then I just go into breathing in and out through the nose. There's yoga practices and traditions with the pranayamas, right? And they have all sorts of different techniques for breathing and styles, for moving the energy through the body. And um, this is not what I'm teaching. Yet. This is something else. So as far as the meditation itself, I would really just say to relax and, and just let the, the air flow through the nose. And, um, did you? No. No, okay. and at the end of the day, um, that's just a reference point anyway. Because we're, we've been breathing since the day that we were born. Yeah, which is weird because we've never we're not aware of it that often, but we've we're always we've been breathing since we were born. Every moment of our lives until now, we've been breathing. Yeah, so it's something that's just happening already by itself. So we're just putting our awareness to that process, and that just becomes our reference point because that's a way to be completely relaxed, completely passive, and let go. But it's still there. It's still happening. And then slowly we start feeling the breath as almost like an object, right? And I mean that by, if you, um, you know, if I took my bowl here, yeah, if I took this bowl, yeah, and I held the bowl in my hand, I would feel the bowl. I would feel that it's cold, that it's hard. Yeah, I would feel this thing in my hand And if it became my meditation object, I would look at it. I would feel it. I would be perceiving it through my senses. And I'd close my eyes and I'd feel it and just feel his bowl, feel his bowl. And eventually, though, what would happen is that my mind would create an image of that bowl, a concept of that bowl. Yeah, it's like when we're sitting here and you guys are looking at me because you know me, right? I'm Seth. I probably walk in the room and you're like, oh, it's Seth. Yeah, but you probably don't really like look deeply at me. Yeah, you could say the same thing, like if you look at your finger on your hand. Yeah, that finger has been there your whole life. These are your hands, you wake up every morning, they're there. But if you really take a minute to look at your finger, you'll notice all these new details, all these interesting things you've never really noticed. And then you'd say, ah, I've just been living with this concept on this thing. I've just been saying, that's my finger, it's down there. And then we haven't looked any farther. Yeah, this is a product of evolution that we just label things conceptually so we can move on to more important things. If every morning you had to wake up and, oh my God, what is this thing? Oh my God. It's like, you know, you would never get out of bed because you'd just be staring at your fingers all morning like, oh my God, right? (coughs) So our mind does that. It, It processes and labels and categorizes things and concepts that we can move forward. So when you're meditating, it's the same thing. You're experiencing, you're feeling your breath. And you'll be feeling it coming in and out. But what starts to happen is that You'll almost feel your breath as like an object as a thing outside of your You're not just feeling it you almost um, When you touch right now when you touch the ground Yeah, everyone touch the ground put your hand on the ground and I would say to you as you're touching it I'd say are you feeling the ground and you would say yes, right? But I could say are you really feeling the ground or are you feeling your hand? Yeah, aren't you just feeling the coldness on your hand? The hardness on your hand yeah are you really feeling the ground or are you feeling the sensations in your hand, right so it's the same thing with the breath when you're breathing you're actually just feeling the sensations in your nose that this air moving is stimulating but eventually what happens is that the mind shifts and it actually feels the breath as an object yeah just like if you felt the ground with your hand you could also you could feel it as sensations, or you could actually shift and feel ground as like a thing, as an object. Yeah, this is getting like a little bit heady, but yeah. But anyway, it's not stuff you really need to know, but anyway, that you'll feel the breath, and the breath will just become this thing called breath, called breathing, that you'll be experiencing. And then also, emotions will start, peacefulness will start to merge with that, relaxation will start to merge with that. Yeah, bliss will start to merge with that. So these really nice feelings start to merge with the breath. And then eventually those feelings get really intense and the mind starts becoming more and more present and then the mind just sinks into itself. The mind sinks into the bliss and into the peace. So it's just then suddenly there's awareness in this space and there's peace. And the breath, that's nowhere in sight. There's no feeling of anything through your senses normally the mind is looking through the senses but in deep meditation the mind creates a closed circuit just with itself so the mind is just experiencing this bliss and this peace and that's all there is yeah so the breath it's kind of like a, a stepping stone to get to get into that place but it's not that's not the point yeah so if like you're sitting and you're trying to breathe you have like a stuffy nose you're like oh but I can't meditate because I have a stuffy nose like no that that's not the point the point isn't to have the best breath in the world right the breath is just that tool to just move us from there to the mind's closing in on itself and then being able to drop deeply. Yeah. Okay. So we'll use the next 20 minutes for meditation. 25 minutes.